When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Any transactions whatsoever. Got it. Yeah, I focus solely on my VA business. Yeah, I was watching some of your real estate tour videos in New York City, and the pricing was just hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't disgusting. believe people pay 5K for, like, a one-bedroom. Oh, my God, it's disgusting. Like, I, I visit some of my friends' apartments, and they're like, uh, 6K, we got a good deal. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what the Wherever you guys are watching this show, I would truly appreciate it if you follow or subscribe. It helps a lot with the algorithm. It helps us get bigger and better guests, and it helps us grow the team. Truly means a lot. Thank you guys for supporting, and here's the episode. All right, all the way from New York, we got Joseph Henry here today. How's it going, my man? Going well, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I got to say, you're taller than I expected. Yeah, you're taller than I expected. (laughs) I was like, is this guy like 6'10"? Yeah, both 6'5 giants out here. So you played basketball growing up? I played a little bit, nothing too serious. I was on like a league or two. Okay. Yeah. I'm not nice. like amazing. Yeah. yeah. And we were talking about going to college earlier. You made it all the way through, right? Yeah. It took me five years, but I did. <laughs> not a lot of my guests make it, man. So congrats. Yeah. A lot you. of us end up not going or dropping out. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought about it, but it's like one of those things where your parents are on top of you. Like, yo, just get it done. Yeah. And also when you do finish college, like you that can never be the reason why you're not successful Mm. not that i ever thought that i wouldn't be successful because i believed in myself but the thing about like finishing college for your parents once you finish it's like if i don't make it they can't say well you should have gone to college right because i did i feel that so they were very strict on education for you growing up yeah mostly like my dad's side they were like very big on it and i was like you know you know worst comes to worst it's like a backup plan yeah was your dad an immigrant no, both my parents were born and raised in the Bronx. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, usually it's an immigrant mentality. But I notice on the East Coast, people take education pretty serious, actually, especially in, like, Jersey, New York. Yeah, and also my dad didn't go to, like, none, I feel like none of my family, like, finished college except for, like, my aunt. So I feel like my dad really wanted me to go to, like, be the first one. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. after you graduated, what was what was next from there? All throughout college, like, I was a waiter and also trying to build businesses. I built like I built an Instagram like growth business. I built um, I was in like network marketing companies, and I was just trying to get my foot in the door with like entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned a lot. So once I finished college, I just continued doing what I was doing in that sector, and yeah. just kept testing different things and figuring stuff out. I did a whole bunch of things: SMA, I did e-commerce, I did um, you know a whole bunch of things, and. Now I kind of landed on this after four years of real estate mm-hmm. at, at Compass. Oh, so you're not doing real estate anymore? I'm still with Compass, but I don't do any transactions whatsoever. Got it. Yeah, I focus solely on my VA business. Yeah, I was watching some of your real estate tour videos in New York City, and the pricing was just hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't disgusting. believe people pay 5K for like a one bedroom. Oh my God, it's disgusting. Like, I, I visit some of my friends' apartments, and they're like, yeah. 6K, we got a good deal. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it's nasty, dude. I, I don't yeah. think I could live in New York City. No, I, I, I'm I, good with Brooklyn. Like, I'm in Crown Heights right now. Yeah. So we have, like, a solid deal. It's rent stabilized. But aside from that, like, 
if I had to go any more up in rent, I'd rather just like move to Jersey or like Connecticut yeah. or something. Yeah, Jersey's nice. You get a backyard, you get a yeah. pool. I yeah, mean, New York City. From there, so. There's there's a lot of downsides. It's one of those spots where I don't mind going for like a week weekend maybe. Yeah. But living there, I don't think I could do it. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. It's one of those places that it's like you you can't really drive a car. I have a car, but you can't really like drive everywhere. Yeah. Like it's kind of dirty. It's like there's a lot of crazy people. Like, yeah. So you have to really be acceptable of all those things. Absolutely. And I saw things. on your Instagram you said you used to work a hundred hours a week. Yeah, honestly, I, I like eight eighty to a hundred, like nonstop, just hustling, like from the very morning of like six a.m., seven a.m. to like literally ten. Jeez. But now I've kind of calmed down with that because. <laughs> It was really messing me up. You can see I'm skinny now and I'm, you know, I try to work on my fitness, but it's like I keep falling off because I just really want to focus on my work and yeah. stuff. But it's like 60 now, probably 67. Still a good amount. Yeah. yeah. 80 to 100. I've been there though. And I know what you mean. I, I, my health was <laughs> like, I did that for two, three years. Cause you, you start to feel kind of guilty when you stop working. Yeah. You get that feeling. Oh, all the time, like bro. I still get it today. Not as bad, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. You play like video games. I see like Fortnite. I just start. So I had to quit for five years. Wow, yeah, that's kind of what I did. Exactly, yeah. I used to be a huge PC gamer Yeah, when I was growing up. Huge. What'd you play? Everything, bro. Like Team Fortress, Left 4 Dead, Maple Story, RuneScape, all the classics. Nice. And I was the only PC gamer in my whole town. Yeah? Yeah. Wow, I believe it. Everyone else did like Xbox, PlayStation. Yeah. But I was that nerdy kid. I was like COD and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I ended up getting like an Oculus, I think like eight months ago. Oh, yeah? Amazing. Really? Walking Dead, amazing. Are you serious? I have one, but... The graphics don't impress me. It's real. Like, what? You ever played Walking Dead? On the no, Oculus? I only played Freddy, Five Nights at Freddy's. It's really, really good. How's okay. Five Nights at Freddy? Any good? Scary, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I make it to like night two or three, and I'm like, yeah. I, I want to take it off. <laughs> like, it's pretty scary. I'll have to get that one then. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't think it's that scary, but <laughs> I don't know. Something with the, the audio or something. Okay. I, I like Walking Dead because you could like grab zombies, like cut their heads off, throw their heads. Oh, and, God. Like, bunch of stuff like that but there's a whole bunch of different guns they have like two different parts of the game i'll so, try it out you yeah. still watch the show because i didn't finish it i got to like the last season and it was complete garbage like, <laughs> i made it all the way and i'm like damn this is how they're ending it like i stopped watching fell off yeah i stopped watching when glenn died dude yeah that was like kind of sad that was, that was really a pivotal sad. like change in the show that was really sad yeah. i felt like i felt it in my gut i see it on tiktok sometimes when i'm scrolling through and i, I watch it i'm just like I still feel the same way. It's Yeah, that was probably the most sad death. And I feel like Carl's was pretty random too. Super random. Do you find out why they why they did that? They they just kicked him off because... The pay, right? Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. They didn't want to pay him as an he adult. He should try to sue them or something. Yeah. That's it up. sucks. He like, just got a house nearby. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They did him dirty, man. They he was there really from day did. one. Come yeah. on. He rented out that house though. Oh, really? Like the cast. Oh, so wow. So it was still like a win. That's but, cool. Yeah. Who was your favorite on the show? Um... Rick. Okay. Yeah. Shane, I like Shane even though he was like kind of like a bad guy. Yeah. But he was like a really tough guy. And I, I keep getting that scene where he's like, what happened? I thought you were, you were the good guy, Rick. Ain't that what you said? Yeah. I keep getting that on my TikTok and I'm like, damn, he was a really good actor. I, I guess I like him as an actor. Not he's a good actor. Yeah. yeah. As a person banging your, your boy's wife. Yeah. Can't yeah. rock with that. Definitely not a good character. Yeah. Actually. yeah. I haven't heard someone name Rick as their favorite though. That's, that's intriguing. Yeah. Cause you know, I don't know. A lot of ups and downs, character development and stuff, I feel like. He did have a lot of development, but a lot of people hated him near the end, I noticed. Yeah, he also disappeared for like, I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> We're basically yeah. spoiling the whole show like at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys, if you're still watching. 
<laughs> um, all right, going back to business. So after the four years of real estate, that's when you got into this VA business? Yeah, so I, I had VAs in my real estate business and people just like kept on asking me like through email because my, my VAs would email other real estate agents to view properties yeah. and then call them. And then they would be like, are you interested in coming on the Digital Social Hour podcast as a guest? We'll click the application link below in the description of this video. We are always looking for cool stories, cool entrepreneurs to talk to about business and life. Click the application link below and here's the episode, guys. Is, are they in America? Like, is because I get you can hear like a little bit of an accent, and I guess they heard of VAs before. Yeah. Like, how'd you get a VA? Like, what'd you do? And I just kept having people ask me, and then I had friends like asking me to hire for them or hire with them mm. and help them. So I knew I always wanted to make my own thing, and then one day I just woke up and realized like I could teach people how to get VAs. Mm -hmm. Like I could show people, and I made a course. And then eventually, like people were like, I don't want a course. I've had a, have a million courses. I, can you hire for me? And I kept saying no in the beginning, and then eventually I did start to hire four people, and then it kind of expanded into what it is now. Nice. So what are some high ROI tasks you can outsource to a VA? Um, cold emailing for sure. Okay. Like, and if you're running advertisements, especially having VAs answer all your leads in your yeah. appointment setting. Like the DMs. Right, cold, like DMs on Instagram, if you're doing like Instagram growth funnels, yeah. or... If you're using a CRM like Go High Level and you have all of your leads funneling into that CRM, mm -hmm. just having the uh, VA appointment setter just call every single lead. Right. Like right when a lead comes in for us, we call three times in a row. Because people have do not disturb on, so you have to like get past yeah. that first call. Um, but even if people... they don't have do not disturb on, like people will sometimes get mad, but then when we explain, it's like, hey, we just wanted to make sure you got into our course because we give lead magnets in the front end. Mm -hmm. When we wanted to make sure you got into our course, we send it to your email. Usually they calm down. Yeah, what kind of business do you have? And then we move from there yeah. and then book an appointment. That's cool. Yeah. Are uh, lead ads still working on Facebook? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It, it really depends on what you're offering in the front end, though, because if you're just offering something that, <clears throat> for instance, is not going to attract the best client, then it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Like, for instance, I was watching this video yesterday, and this girl was saying um, she was building websites for people. And she said, you have to offer solutions to champagne problems. Hmm. So she said she would build websites. And then in her ads, she would say, if you want me to help you redo your website, this is not necessarily a lead magnet, but this is an idea for what you would, how you would want to kind of position yourself in your lead magnet. Yeah. She said she would say redo instead of build your first website or build your website. Because if you say build your website, you're attracting people that don't have a website. Mm. So then you're getting like not really qualified leads and oh, kind of beginners. Yeah. But then when you say redo your website, you're targeting people that have. Right. Like, a bit more advanced. Yeah, more advanced. So whatever you're offering in the front end as a lead magnet and you're trying to generate leads, offer something that would that's like a solution to a champagne problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also, I feel like your, your ticket needs to be kind of high, like what you charge. Yeah. For it to, yeah. You know, there a lot of people, and even Jason Wojo, who I saw you had on, they're doing this like low ticket funnel oh, where yeah. you can have somebody come in and buy something really cheap, five bucks, seventeen bucks, mm -hmm. and then after that, you upsell them to something that's like ninety-seven to two hundred bucks, and then you can make you can actually be very profitable with that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've and always if they don't buy that. You just downsell something. Yeah, I've always taken the opposite approach. I only do high ticket stuff. I'm kind of like Pineda, yeah. where I'll only do stuff above like thousand i guess yeah yeah and and i did the low ticket funnel a little bit too but not to make a profit like my main goal was like 
I just want to break even on my ads yeah. and then sell the high ticket stuff on the back end. So even if you're only doing high ticket, like it's a, it's a good way to get people in that are actually paying you money mm-hmm. because once they buy with you, like they'll buy from you again, usually yeah. like more so than people that get stuff for free. Yeah. That makes Especially sense. Especially because a lot of people come in just for freebies. Yeah. You know what I mean, so when you have them buy something, it's people who are more serious about whatever problem it is they're facing. Yeah. When I had a marketing agency, lead ads actually worked really well. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what were you offering? It was a crypto marketing agency. Okay. So it was very targeted. Like you yeah. had to be in the crypto space to even yeah. get targeted. Yeah, it's, it, they definitely still work though. Yeah. yeah. And no one else was doing it, that that sort of marketing for crypto okay. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like the product's super important. And then getting good at running ads, is that something you developed naturally or did you have a mentor? Um, I, I Just in this last year, I mean, you know, to some people it's not going to be that much, but I paid $40,000 in, in mentorship just in this past wow. year alone. Yeah, and I just wanted to learn. Like, I was a complete sponge because I, I stopped with real estate. Like, I burned the bridges completely. Mm-hmm. Like, all my business I gave away. Like, a lot of my business I gave away. I had a team of seven agents and basically told them all, like, just go to another team. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not doing real estate anymore. And focused 100% on this. So, I, I had to invest in mentorship and stuff to really make this work and make sure I was doing the right things. Wow. Yeah. And would you say that was a good investment? Um, there's some that I wish, you know, maybe I just got their course cause right. it was like a crappy high ticket program, but there were a lot, I mean, even those crappy ones, like I still got like at least one nugget and even then I guess it's kind of worth it. If you get one that really changes a few things, right. um, but a lot of them, yeah, really good. And I always look at testimonials and try to see like what other people are saying about yeah. it. I'll even reach out to people and like message people's testimonials. Like, Hey, how is this program for you? Oh, that's and smart. Like, yeah, yeah. See, people don't take that step and then yeah. they end up getting a course and they feel like they got scammed. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like purchasing a course, you got to realize like half of it is going to be like you doing the work and figuring things out yourself. Cause yeah. when people make a course, a lot of the times people don't realize like, and even the people that are making the courses, they don't realize you're missing a lot of stuff when you make the course, because when you were first going through those problems and stuff and solving those problems yourself before making that course, there's so many little nuances you're going to forget about when you're making the course. Cause when you're making a course, you're like, okay, this is what I know, Yeah. but you're not thinking of all these little gaps that you had to fill while you were figuring it out. That's true. Which is why it's good to create a course and offer a high ticket program and give mentorship with that course, Mm. which is the direction I see a lot of people going in. How do you feel about just courses? Like, would you ever launch your own? Cause they have sort of a negative stigma these days. Yeah, no, I have a lot of courses. I have like six courses actually. And, oh, you and do? Yeah, courses are a great way to sell your high ticket stuff. Okay. To get people kind of used. To, I, I, I used to focus primarily on selling my course before I started hiring VAs for people. Yeah. Um, but now I just use my course as a way to like get people to warmed up to me. And do you see negative backlash from that? Um, no, not really. Because people that take my course, they're like, it's really, it's actually really f- good. Oh, okay. Like, my first course I spent like two months on. It was like super high production. I like cameras and the captions. I sent it every 75, I think 77 videos I sent out to my editor. Wow. Every single one got edit, edited. And then I realized like people are making courses with Loom. <laughs> people just make courses with Loom and just record on a, on a, uh, with documents yeah, yeah. and just read off the document. I see so I just, started do, I just started doing that. And I got the same response from both courses. One that took me two months to create versus the other one that took me like some courses i popped out in like three days that's cool like oh my god it's amazing course it's so easy to digest yeah that's interesting that you're able to navigate that because a lot of the big course creators get so much backlash man yeah honest i mean it really depends on what level you're at because there's dudes like ty lopez that just want to like they just want to bank stuff and not that he's i learned a lot from him he's 
awesome. Yeah. But um, I could see how he would get backlash, even though he has really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Some people will buy the courses, and he'll have like $65 courses, $100 courses. They'll buy it expecting like they're going to become a billionaire, a millionaire. <laughs> and then they're like, what the hell? I thought this was going to make me 10 k yeah. in the first month. You know what I mean? But it's like, be realistic. Yeah. You so know? you're just upfront with the expectations. I think setting the yeah. tone is important. Yeah, 100%. Set the expectations. Like all my VSLs, if I'm selling a course, I'm very straightforward with yeah. what it is and what the goal is. You know? That's cool. Because I've heard some people in the info, info space, their dispute rate is like 20, 30%. Jeez. Isn't that I have, crazy? I have yet to get, um, I got a, I'm not going to say that. I got a couple chargebacks, but I have yet to like get any disputes or chargebacks that are like, you know, any any that have been like multiple within a certain time frame. But Usually, if anything happens, it's because like they didn't receive an email in a certain time frame. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I had to fix an automation or something. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That means you got a great product, man. Um, with the VAs, like, what's the best way to hire them? Is there a site or something? Yeah, um, onlinejobs.ph is definitely my number one place to get VAs. Uh, if you're looking for people in the Philippines and they're they're really hard workers, they speak great English. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to hire your first VA for free, go to tinyurl.com uh, slash first VA today. Let me make sure that's right. We'll put it in the yeah, first description. VA today. Okay. And you'll be able to post your first job ad for free. Oh, nice. So yeah, onlinejobs.ph, best platform. There's so many people. You get like north of 50 applications every time you post. Yeah. Is it attractive. true they're like uh, they're like five bucks an hour? Yeah, yeah. You can find some even like, I mean, my, my first VA, I was paying $3 an hour, not to sound like a monster but, <laughs> like, but we were paying them bonuses it was okay. kind of like a salary plus uh commission type deal got it got it like kind of like here like there's been so many jobs i've worked that was solely commission like a sales position basically but i would pay them like really big bonuses and then i kind of switched to like their average payout there which is like five bucks yeah five bucks and then like some small bonuses let's let's put it like this i i like to gauge it usually with like rent prices mm-hmm. so of all the vas i've had across the board I've seen that rent was anywhere from eighty to one hundred fifty dollars a month. A, a month. Wow. So, you know, I'll pay VA one hundred in a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's their rent right there, basically. You know what I mean? It's amazing. So, yeah, that it's that it's all about the buying power. Yeah. You know what they're able to buy with it. People think I'm paying them five bucks and they're like struggling, and it's like, um, like in China, Nike and stuff like that, like sweatshops. It's not like that at yeah. all. Like some of these people have like, one of my VAs has like a car, a house, three kids, lives with her husband. They're both VAs. Wow. And the house is like huge. <laughs> That's awesome. Have, like dude. it looks amazing. And like she's living a good life and she goes to church every Sunday and she's like an awesome person. My, my other VA like bought a house, has his own business, literally has his own cafe, which is doing like really well. Super um, cool. This is in the does, Philippines? It's in the Philippines. Yeah, yeah, Nice. So it's like. The money that you pay them out there goes a really long way. Yeah, five an hour in the U.S. would be terrible, but out yeah, there, I guess it's nothing. a yeah. livable income, if not even better than minimum mm-hmm. wage out there. And that's really what it's about. Like, I, you know, I get people that are like, "How could you do that? That's so unethical." But it's like the example I, I like to give is if someone, let's say, you're a new business owner, small business owner, you're doing good things, <clears throat> but you can't afford an employee, so you think. Yeah. And someone reaches out to you and says, "Hey, I like your business." You know, I'd, I'd really like to work for you. And you're like, oh, I don't have the budget for an employee. But they're like, oh, it's, it's only going to be five bucks. Oh, I can't pay you five bucks. You know what I mean? You say I can't pay you five bucks. And they're like, no, listen, that, that pays for everything that even I can even save money with that amount of money. Yeah. No, I can't. You know, what, I mean? what do you do at that point? Oh, I really want a job. Like, I, I this provides for my family. Please hire me. Are you still going to say no to that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like it would almost be like unethical to not hire them 
for five dollars an hour and on top of that you're saving yourself so much more time yeah and it's a win-win saving so much time if you're doing it right giving them the right tasks there's an roi there 100%. And uh, I just see, yeah, it seems low risk. I mean, you're not risking a ton of capital. Certain employees you have to hire in the U.S., you're risking six figures a year. 100%. Like if you hire somebody for 20 bucks an hour, let's say in New York, and they do poorly, you're wasting thousands of dollars. Versus if you hire a VA, it's like you could test out three VAs yeah. before you find a good one. Absolutely. Because there's not much risk there, you know? Yeah. I've gone through so many assistants and I feel like the work ethic isn't there. Compared yeah. to like a VA. That's the thing too. And I, I tell people all the time, it's like, you can, okay, you can hire somebody for 15 to 20 an hour locally, but they're not going to be motivated. Like yeah. they're not going to give a, a They don't rate. care at all. You know what I mean? They don't care whatsoever. And they're going to use you as a stepping stone to get a better job. Yeah. Versus if you're f hiring somebody for five bucks an hour in the Philippines or even like Mexico, Colombia, Venezuela, they're going to be super motivated and want to stick with you for for years. Yeah. They're really loyal. That makes sense. Are you worried about AI overtaking some of these jobs that VAs are doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not worried because there's I feel like at least for a while there's still going to need to be that aspect of like human interaction with a lot of businesses, maybe like further down the road like yeah. 20 years from now maybe. And there's even like agencies now called AI AA, like the the sector of business where people are helping people build chatbots for their business. Oh, okay. But even then, like you, my VAs, like I said, right when a lead comes in, we call them three times. You can't really have AI call three times back to back like that. And there is like this AI, <laughs> I've been getting calls where it'll be AI. Yeah. And it'll be like, hey, Joseph. And I'm like, hey. And it's like, hi, I was just calling you. And then I, and then I answer and then they're like, I'm like, okay, I could tell your AI and then I hang up. You know <laughs> wow. what I mean? So it's going to be a while before AI can replace. That is interesting. Yeah, I funny. will say AI has taken over certain industries. Like I know in chess, they're top. You can't oh, beat an AI yeah, in chess. 100%. Don't get into the chess business yeah. <laughs> right now. You know? But I wonder how long it'll take for customer service, like phone calls, like you said, and like chat bots. Because you could tell right now for sure. Yeah. But I, I feel like month by month, I see like videos pop up on my feed and I'm like, okay, I'm yep. getting a little more and more impressed, you know? It's getting better for sure. Like even what they're doing with like video and photos with yeah. AI is nuts. You, you ever see those those TikToks where it's like a photo and it'll be a photo of me just like here in the seat and then AI will like expand the photo and create the rest of the room. No way. Yeah, oh, I haven't sick. seen that. Is that yeah, mid-journey? Yeah. It's kind of like mid-journey, but it, I think CapCut has like a filter where you could do it. Wow. Yeah, I want to see that actually. That's yeah. super dope. I'm Sick. seeing the AIs now where you talk for like three minutes and then it can replicate your voice wherever you want. Yeah, that's pretty cool too. I've seen a little, you ever see those Drake like Oh, AI the Drake songs? songs? Yeah. yeah, those yeah. are bangers. They're actually bangers, yeah. yeah. They actually are bangers. It's a shame they put such a quick end to that because I feel like I wanted to see more. Yeah, I, I get it though because, you know, it's basically copyright. It's like you're kind of impersonating them. People will make money off of Drake's voice. That's true. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah. You know? I, can you copyright a voice? People are starting to do that. Wow. People are starting to do that. Like even I think actors and I feel like this was like a part of why they're going on strike. I'm, I don't know too much about it, but something with AI. And I think they're making sure that people have the rights to their like CGI of right, themselves right. and things like that. I don't know. Something yeah. Like that. No, I heard the actors are out because some of the studios wanted to just take photos of them. Yeah. And then instead of having them physically be there and act, yeah. they were going to just 
AI it. Yeah, yeah. You could see this in Black Mirror. Yeah. yeah have you ever I watched that show? I love that show, dude. Yeah, yeah. The most recent one, they did something like that with Netflix. Oh, they did? Yeah, yeah. And I think they, I forgot what they called it. I think they called it Strawberry something instead of Netflix. Yeah. And they were building shows with actors like against their will. And it was like, they were like really crapping on these actors mm. with what they were having them do in these shows. Um, but it wasn't them. It was like the AI of them. That is crazy. So, I, I mean, I could see things going that way. Like, people are going to have to do a lot to protect themselves. And yeah. Dude, Black Mirror is a great show. I feel like whoever is the writer there has some deep insight because yeah. a lot of that stuff comes true and it's pretty wild. Yeah, actually. Yeah. They, they had a lot of things that I feel came true yeah. like, shortly there. Like the social so. score. Remember that episode? Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 where are we doing that now? Uh, I think China's doing it. I oh, think there's really? other countries really? doing it. I wouldn't be surprised if we started doing it. Yeah. Wow. Jesus, I mean, crazy. it basically kind of already exists. If you talk about someone on the internet, like it yeah. comes back to you. Yeah, yeah. Cancel culture. Yeah. And all that now too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But yeah, I'm ready for the new season. I didn't like the one with uh, Miley Cyrus in it. Yeah. I, I think I didn't even watch that whole one. <laughs> I think I watched like half of it and I was like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Do you watch a lot of shows? I do actually. Like before I, you know, got together with my girlfriend, I wasn't watching shows at all. It yeah. was, I guess that's part of the reason why I cut back on working because yeah. it used to just be until 10. But now, like, I'll stop around, like, 8 and watch, like, two episodes. Yeah, I took, yeah I took, like, three, four years off shows, dude. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you have to. Like, when, to you're, when you're ready to, like, grind and hustle and you really want to make something of yourself, like, you have to cut back on a lot. Of, you got to make a lot of sacrifices. That's yeah, what it is. that's for sure. You know? How long you been with your girl? Um, four years now. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's been with you from day one. Yeah. That's a real Back one. Back when I was like pennies together. Nice, know? bro. Yeah. That's hard to find, man. Really hard to find, I feel like. Yeah. And definitely. the problem now that you made it is like, it'd be, you're going to have trust issues finding a new one, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I wouldn't say I made it, but yeah, definitely now that I'm more successful and stuff, it, it'd be scary. Yeah. Like, do you want to be with me? Cause <laughs> or, yeah. you know. Do you have yeah. bigger goals? Yeah, yeah, I definitely do, and and you know we're working towards them every day, and I have a really solid team, and you know just trying to do bigger things. Yeah, every day. I feel like that's always how it goes. You move the goal post like further back every time. You yeah, hit those milestones. Is there anything specific you want to do financially or just in general? Um, I don't want to say too much out loud. I hate to like because I used to do that a lot. Yeah, like just t say my goals out loud, and <laughs> I would get excited off of talking about my goals. Um. I cut back on that though. I just, yeah, bigger thing. I feel that. Sure. There's some, there's some haters, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like you get dopamine from talking about these goals. And then eventually, like this used to happen to me a lot. You eventually um, get so excited from talking about it mm -hmm. that you almost like don't want to do it anymore because mm. there's not as much excitement from doing it because it's like, oh, I, already, I already got all the excitement and dopamine from talking about it. Yeah, no, you know? I, that's respect. I haven't heard that perspective. And there's there's some delusional people too when they speak about like their goals and stuff. They start yeah. really believing it yeah. and then they just act like it already happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to have a lot of friends like that, like like gaslighting, narcissistic, like weirdo friends. <laughs> they would be like, dude, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to put how to win friends and influence people on my resume and it's going to really stand out. And I'm going <laughs> to... There's a lot of weird people out there that think like talking about stuff is doing it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm all about manifesting, but yeah, there's certain certain ways of going about I it. I feel like you got to manifest with yourself. Mm. Don't walk around like telling all your friends what you're trying to manifest. You know what I mean? Interesting. Manifest, manifest in your journal, like out loud to yourself. Like that's how I mean, that's how I like to do it. Yeah. Like that's what I've found to work more. Because um, when you keep like putting out that energy to other people, 
there's also haters, like you said, yeah. that will like wish bad upon you and stuff. Um, yeah, try. I, I just try to do it a little bit less. I still <laughs> sometimes do it, but I yeah, try to no, do it I feel that less, it could know? be overbearing if you're constantly talking about it with your friends, right? Yeah, and I sure. always play that balance of uh, business and friendship. It's a tough balance. Yeah, and uh, every time I get friendship involved with business, not every time, but a lot of times, it ends up pretty bad, actually. Yeah, yeah. I heard this really good quote that I feel like you might relate to, like. Um, business is built on friendship. I think it goes like this, fail, and then like friendships built on business like actually last. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's not exactly like that, but it's it's pretty much that. I like that, yeah, because yeah. when, you, when you're able to make money with someone, it's a very bonding experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you sell a company with your business partners, you know, you're going to be friends after that most yeah. likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you start a company with somebody and you build a friendship there, and like I've had some friendships like that where we're like great friends today. Yeah. Um, those are like the most fruitful relationships. I feel like that's true. The other way around, it's it's definitely tougher. Yeah, because <laughs> there's expectations between the two of you after, after being friends for so long, and it's yeah. like, yeah, it could be toxic. And I always find myself outworking the other person. Yeah, and part of that's my fault for not being more, I guess, laying the boundaries early on. And yeah, then giving fifty fifty when it's. But it's also like they they think you're entitled for that though, you know. Like yeah. I mean, it, it, not every friend, but a lot of friends. Like if they're not like you in the sense that they won't work that many hours and they won't work as hard, if you tell them like you need to be working this much, you need to be. It's like, all right, hot shot. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they think you know. So I, I try to. Um, I learned. I feel like very early on because I I used to have so many like little ventures where I made like a lot of money, like little spurts of a lot of money. Yeah. And I tried to put friends on. And I wanted so badly for them to make the money that I made Facts. that I would almost build it for them. Mm. And I didn't, I would literally like build, like, I remember I was, I was, um, selling sneakers at one point and I would build their Facebook page and mm -hmm. I would build, like take photos of them. I would go out with them and then I would make like posts for them in groups for them to like sell sneaker, buy sneakers for, mm -hmm. and, um, they don't appreciate it. You know what I mean? Damn. If you do, if you do stuff for, if you do all the stuff, like, and they didn't put any any of the work, like they're not gonna appreciate that work that was done and yeah. they're not gonna appreciate the outcome either, you know? Interesting how that works, right? Yeah. Psychology. So it's you were, used to be very giving then. Yeah, I feel like, yeah. Still to this day, I'll find myself like trying to like hook up a friend or something like that I met through business, but they might not be on the same level. And I try to like build out their CRM really quick, talk to them about VAs and I'll spend like two hours with them randomly. It's also part procrastination. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll be in the middle of work and like someone will hit me up. How'd you do that? And I'll be like, oh, this is how I did it. This is the whole thing. And I'll build the whole thing for them. And it's like, and then I realized like this person's not going to do anything with what I just gave them. They're not yeah. going to do anything. But it was also just procrastination. I'll just be like, that was my way of procrastinating and I'll let it go. It is crazy, man. You could spit so much game oh, yeah. and see no results. Falling on deaf ears, dude. It's nuts to me because yeah. I'm the opposite. When someone spits game to me, I'm listening and oh, I'm, I'm acting on Taking it next notes. day. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, like immediately. And I don't know why people just sit on info, man. Because you, your memory sucks. Like you're going to lose that info eventually. Yeah, for real. You know? Yeah, 100%. But uh, I guess current projects, where can people find you? Where can people find the business? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's Joseph Henry on TikTok. It's Joseph Henry on Instagram. Um, if you want to get a VA with me or if you want me to help build out your high ticket business with like your ads and your CRMs and all that stuff, go to scale.gohighretire.com. If you want to start a VA agency, it's a great opportunity over SMA, e-com, all that stuff. Go to start.gohighretire.com. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. We got to play basketball. Appreciate it. Yeah, we, we do. We definitely All right. Do. Thanks for watching, guys. See you tomorrow. Thanks for having me.